Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The following content is not suitable for children. So, George, we're going to talk about the five erotic blueprints about how people, what their types are, what their sexual types are in there. Kind of like the five love languages, but all about sex. Bring it on, Lori. Sounds good. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Okay, this is from Jaya, a one-name person. Uh, she's the creator of this, and we're thankful for the work that she's done. She has five types of eroticism, mm -hmm. and I'm going to read the types, and then we should, we'll should we talk about each of them as we go. There's energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky, and then shapeshifter, which is a little bit of everything. And we took the quiz. Where do, where do people take this quiz? You take the quiz at www.eroticbreakthrough.com. Nice. And it's called the Erotic Blueprint Quiz. And it's helpful, Lori, just as we've been listening to feedback from our listeners. And, you know, we could be so focused on problems and how to fix problems that, you know, there is a real big need out there to, for a positive focus. Like, what works? How do we focus on also what works. So again, this is a nice way of just giving people a different way of connecting and having success, right? I just think, yeah, if we examine who we are and talk with our partner about that and listen to kind of what turns them on and how they see themselves, I mean, I think it creates more flexibility in bed and variety is often good. It keeps it from being boring and there's all kinds of things that maybe one person is one way and the other is the maybe another blueprint. And we're going to talk in later sections today about how they deal with that, how they merge those, what happens, you know, when there's blocks. But maybe we should start with the energetic and describe what that is. Okay. So this is the person who likes anticipation, kind of likes to be teased, maybe it's not quite direct touch in the beginning, but it's flirty and fun. I, I kind of think that this is what people do naturally when they're dating. Mm -hmm. You know, they're talking about it all the time, what they're going to do to each other, all that fun. Right. That's the, yes, the anticipation, right? So the, the pre-sex, so you're thinking about 
what the night might look like and you're just kind of allowing yourself to roam and be curious and be playful. Mm -hmm. Somebody else says it's kind of like longing and eye gazing. That's, I think, why I think of it as dating. You know, people are, maybe they have started to have sex or maybe they haven't, but it's more about the the mind connection and uh, intimacy without necessarily direct touching yet. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of fantasy in that. Well, I think a lot of couples don't have enough anticipation. How do we think about it before, you know, actually jumping in that bed? So that energetic mm-hmm. person is throughout the day is kind of just thinking about their partner in whatever different way of connecting and, that anticipation, just like when you were dating, like knowing Friday night you're going out and where are you going to go and what is going to happen afterwards? I mean, just the fun of that and how important that can be to a rich sex life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a client who came in recently and was talking about this man that she was interested in and you know how they were starting to describe to each other just over text and in their early correspondence, you know, kind of what their turn-ons were, and they were starting to talk about kissing each other and all that kind of stuff, you know, and it was high, high, high eroticism, you know, because they they hadn't really done anything yet. They were just starting to describe it. So that's that's the tease. That's fun. And I know another podcast you talked about, oftentimes men with high testosterone, you know, they don't have to think about it. It's ready to go as soon as they see something visual. But, you know, then you want to love your partner the way you think you want to be loved. So my partner should just be as visual as me, you know. But for a lot of women, if you don't have high T, right, how does that anticipation that I always remember you saying, it starts with shaving your legs in the shower. I'm like, what? <laughs> like just that mindset that's saying, you know, I'm going to dress a certain way, smell a certain way. Like you're just getting your body excited hours before anything's about to happen. Right. Right. I, I do. I agree with you, George. I think this is if if a woman doesn't have this as part of her type of as part of one of her erotic blueprints, this is something definitely to cultivate because, you know, she's turning her mind on and, and it does, as I said, maybe happen naturally in that dating phase. But in marriage as well or in long term partnership, anticipating is a big turn on. Exactly. I love how you said that, Laurie. This isn't how do we help people just have different cultivate was the word you used, right? This isn't about shaming people. This is just getting people curious. Like we, we go to things that work. So things that have worked for you, your brain wants to keep doing those things. But if you can kind of think about other things, it just adds another element to develop. So we're not trying to blame anybody. We're just getting you curious. Hey, is that something else that you maybe want to do more of build in that anticipation? Right. That's good. What's the next one, Lori? Sensual. Sensual is the next one. It's This is like a turn on with by touch and smell and the aesthetics of your room, maybe the beautiful setting, feeling close, a lot of affection. People want their bodies already next to each other. So I imagine these are the people who are lying in bed and that's how they initiate. You know, they, a lot of people are in the bed already before they initiate. They don't They don't know necessarily before they're actually lying next to each other whether they're going to have sex or not because their body isn't warmed up. So this sensual mode, I, I think so many people 
like this. I think women like this because it's like their their body is relaxed already. Mm-hmm. And I think the aesthetics, the romance, candlelight, perfume, all that kind of stuff is so important. I think for for many women too, kind of just the smell of their partner, you know, is big turn on. Hopefully, <laughs> we've been hitting this one out throughout the podcast, right? This is the hot part of getting more present, more intentional about the romance, this the state of the emotional bond, the connection, even for men to get them more in touch with the afterglow, after sex. That's where they want to cuddle. Why? Because that that heart is online. You know, that skin to skin, all those five senses. This is a great area to really spend more time focusing on the strength of that connection. Mm-hmm. Another article I read was talking about how massage is this starting point. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a great way of sort of maximizing the sensual turn on, the sensual blueprint. This is where eye contacts really can be important. The eyes are the windows to the soul, Lori. When we know when two people are looking at them, those green brains are online, right? They're feeling kind of safe and connected and with each other. And so, Mm -hmm. so many good parts of this sensual. Yeah. But the people who have to relax and get into Mm -hmm. their body, that this is good for them. I guess the, the problem could be the environment also can throw them off if it's too cold, too hot. Um, the music is too loud or whatever, that can be problematic. Or if they come into their head and out of their body, start to be self-critical, that throws off the sensual. But sinking into the body is sinking the start, into the body. start place for these people. Nice. I was shocked and when I first started doing this work with you, just how important relaxation is to great sex. Mm-hmm. And so often as a guy, it's all about the excitement and you know that 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 energy to realize actually learning to relax, mm-hmm. ease your body into it. Whole, so cool. whole body arousal in the relaxed mode. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's come back and get into the next three. Okay. Had a patient tell me the other day, uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. They bought some and they said, you were right, Lori. It is the best. Way better than what they had been using before because scent-free taste-free. There's no sticky residue, which is so important. It doesn't get gummy. It doesn't create that friction that some of the lubricants out there do. It leaves you feeling soft and silky. It uses high-grade silicone with a little bit of vitamin E. You can switch from oral sex to intercourse. You can use it with touching. I highly recommend it. During foreplay, makes her feel better, makes him feel good. I mean, it's a better touch. And you know when thousands of doctors sex therapists and clients are all agreeing and recommending the same thing. You're onto something. Exactly. So uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for 10% off. O-M-G, yes.com. The truth, Lori, of course, is that our pleasure gets better over our lifetime as we learn and discover more and more about what we like and what our partner likes. More knowledge makes a great thing even better. Right. I think people believe this myth that they're supposed to know how to do it, how to touch each other. And I think for women, our bodies are so sensitive that we need high attunement. And oh my God, yes.com is where you can actually see real video of women explaining the touch that they need 
labeling it so we can speak the same language and then showing it is explicit. We know that, but we think it's beautifully done. It's artfully done. And we just encourage you to try ohmygodyes.com with the coupon foreplay so that they know we've sent you there. And therapists as well, if you come to our website, they are offering this product to you free. So please come to our website and figure out how to do that. You need to send them your website and you can get a free membership. Okay, we're back with the erotic blueprints and the sexual is the one we're going to focus on today. We've got energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky, and shapeshifter. And tell us about the sexual, George. The sexual is most typical for men that are focused on the visual, mm-hmm. right? The, the sexual acts itself. That's, you know, how do we just show up and kind of be this great lover, switching positions, getting a workout. You know, it's what you think about when you <laughs> see pornography. Out. It's, you know, you're looking in a mirror, you're flexing your muscles. It's all this kind of, but, you know, seriously, just the the idea of, the act itself and what a turn on that is when you're thinking about penetration and you're thinking about body parts and you might be a boob guy or a butt guy or penis girl or whatever it is you turn on this this the act itself and getting turned on by that so you know so important for people that are into the sexual that's the turn on for them sure yeah i would say this is more typically male and you're right there are some women that focus on that uh, as well but you know, they, the sexual blueprint is, you know, they're pretty certain they're going to have an orgasm and that just drives them right into it. And they maybe focus more on the frequency of sex and sex is fun. You know, there isn't shame here. It's, they're in it for a good time and that's a good thing. But oftentimes I, I think, yes, more male because I think their bodies are more guaranteed most of the time. Um, right. Yep. Easy. And this is, it's easy, but it also can make you so dependent on just that, right? So, you know, men that score extremely high on just the sexual and are cut off from their more sensual, more energetic pieces, you know, mm-hmm. will probably wind up struggling over time. I don't know that you need to say cut off from that, that like in this scary. Cut off? I was thinking castration. It was a joke. Never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> no, you go with it. Cut off chimney cricket. <laughs> Scaring the heck out of me now. <laughs> okay, and then we come to kinky, uh, which is all about turn-ons that are taboo, kind of things that are forbidden, maybe just playful, exploring, not necessarily Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's maybe just a hint of naughtiness uh, is what one author has said. So what would be some examples of that, Lori? I think this is, you know, we, we did this episode for our patrons the on kink, uh, but definitely power and control, submission, dominance. I mean, it doesn't have to be about pain. It can be more about a differential in energy. Certainly, sometimes people do connect pain and pleasure together, spanking or being tied up or things like that, that they find is very exciting. Okay. Sex in public places, 
sex in public places. Be careful, y'all. <laughs> We're not recommending that necessarily. Uh, but it's at least the fantasy of that, right? Of being exposed, being caught. That's kind of kinky. Got any other kinky thoughts there, George? Would you consider anal sex kinky? Um, I not necessarily. Maybe, couple. maybe, maybe for some. Yeah, that would be kind of just outside the norm uh, of what people are doing. Maybe so. Well, problem with kink, Lori, is there is no normal, right? I mean, everybody's free to come up with what feels right for them. You know, we're not coming at this from a judgmental point of view. What we're saying is if two people define something as normal and this is stretching what feels beyond that, then that often can be what would be considered kink for that couple, mm -hmm. right? So for anal sex, like for plenty of couples, it's totally part of what they do and there's nothing sure. kinky about that at all, right? Sure. But if you grew up in a in a really religious family, the idea of kind of even touching Uranus could be considered really kinky. Right, so this right. is just or naughty or taboo. So yes, you're right. It could be a taboo. And then we have shapeshifters who are basically is somebody who kind of maybe wants it all, wants all of these things at different times, um, thinks about sex. One person wrote that this is a person who can kind of take sex for hours at a time. I tend to think most people are going to be shapeshifters because mm. they have a little bit of this inside them, a little bit of everything inside them. Right. And they have some flexibility, but I also imagine they could be tough being in a sexual relationship with when you're not sure what they want and they want so many different things. They could often come across as too much right to the, to the mm -hmm. partner on mm -hmm. the other side. That feels like they're constantly letting them down. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's the, the hardest part of what we're hoping in just identifying the types that you might fall more classically in. We tend to want to love our partner the way we get turned on. So if I am energetic and that's my main kind of turn on, I'm going to try to turn on my partner the same way. But the yes. problem is what if they have a totally different, right? So I think the most classic example would be that sexual, say, husband who wants this visual turn on mm -hmm. with a very sensual wife who's looking for the romance and a connection. And, you know, both of them are trying to turn the other on with their moves. Right. He may want more direct approach and she wants to hold each other in bed for 15, 20 minutes before she even knows if she wants to have sex. Exactly. So he's disappointed. And if he approaches her his way, she's like... That's not good. I'm not ready. That's that's a bad thing. So how do we get these people together, George, um, when they have different styles? How do we get them talking about it and into flexibility so they can meet each other's needs? That's the key word, talking about it. If, if he's looking for a strip tease act and what he gets is the lights off and sweatpants jumping into bed, it's, you know, it's probably going to be a disappointment, Aww. right? And if she's looking for some romance and some, some music and some kissing and some conversation and, and what she gets is, you know, him jumping on top of her ready to go. I mean, they're in two totally different planets. They are. Absolutely. Oh, that makes me so sad. For both of What's them. That? <laughs> right. It's, so he's sad. not wrong for wanting a strip act. She's not wrong for wanting some, some romance. Right. And yet they're, they're, they're in such different places. One of the things that I hear all the time is, you know, I can't possibly do that. I don't, 
I don't turn on unless my body is warmed up. And, you know, I think by and large, we maybe do fall into one part or couple of these different blueprints. To me, though, in a committed erotic life, you kind of have to do it your partner's way some of the time. You know, some of the time figuring out what their big turn on is and giving them that, I mean, that keeps it exciting. I like it. Yeah. Well, let's come back and figure that out. Let's okay. see if, if we have one dominant area, how do we meet our partner in a different one? Okay, let's come back. I was frustrated that I rarely wanted sex, but I learned there's an FDA approved pink pill for that. Addy or Flibanserin is the number one prescribed treatment for premenopausal women bothered by low sex drive. Visit addyi.com and complete your consultation to see if Addy is right for you. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive low sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past and who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescription, over-the-counter, or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy, even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See OPI, including boss warning at addy.com slash EI, or call 844-PINK-PILL. Visit ADD Hey, Lori, did you know one guy every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer? Oh, so God. this is a reminder to all the men listening to check yourself out before you wreck yourself. Always use the right tools for the right job. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for this safe easy cleaning up that's so important it's exciting they've partnered with the testicular cancer society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection together manscape and testicular cancer society is committed to raising awareness for the most common forms of cancer support fighters survivors and families impacted as part of their we save the balls initiative what do you think of that <laughs> I think that's great. So when men are cleaning up, they need to check and see if there's any lumps, right? Exactly. Don't forget, use the code foreplay at manscaped.com to get 20% off. All right, Lori. So how do we help people with different languages? So we go to that example. If the husband wants a striptease act with the lights on, <laughs> And his wife all dressed up in negligee. Mm -hmm. And what he gets is the lights out with sweatpants, mm. right? That's going to be a disappointment. Yeah. Right. So how do we get her to do the striptease sometimes? Or for him to see the value in the romance and, you know, wait a second, why can't I come into bed and give a massage and, you know, a nice good conversation like that to see the value in the other person's style? Yeah, I think. First, having people figure out their erotic blueprint would be helpful. I, I think it's very analogous to the love languages. A lot mm -hmm. of people, at least in the South here, everybody's familiar with the five love languages, it seems like, and they know their type and they know their partner's type. I, I mean, I think loving your partner the way they feel it is is important. I mean, I guess it's the conversation. You know, if he could talk about 
what the big turn on is, especially when he's saying, I want to see your body in a striptease. I think women might be anxious. It's like he's expecting something. He's expecting a porn act or something. And it's not about me. But if he might say, no, it's it's all about you and maybe hear her fears about that or her anxiety and offer reassurance, that would help a lot. Or maybe he has to initiate doing a strip tease himself, right? He's kind of a little fun with this. Say, hey, what do you think? <laughs> exactly. Like the Magic Mike movie or something. You know, if the guy wants to demo what he wants, I think that's fun. I think also he's he's demonstrating vulnerability, right? If he does that, if he shows first what he's looking for, that's kind of what he's asking for, too, in the striptease from her is her vulnerability. So if he gives that first, that would be a beautiful example of, you know, of silliness, craziness, just whatever, you know, that that's fun. And he's showing a, a willingness to help, a willingness to kind of be uncomfortable, too. He's recognizing in his partner that this, this isn't so easy, right? And this is a team that's trying to kind of help each other do it differently. That intentionality is so important, right? That you're thinking about the other person. You're thinking about what they need, and that matters to you, mm-hmm. right? And it, as long as it's reciprocated. That if, if, if the wife is going to stretch to do a strip tease act, then how does the husband also stretch to show that way your language, uh, giving that massage, taking that time beforehand to do the dishes, whatever it is that that's really so important, you know, for that intentionality. Yeah. And I, I think the same sort of thing with the sensual, you know, if, if that's your turn on touch and smell and aesthetics, I mean, to me, Light the candles yourself, you know, put the music on, invite your partner into a bath, maybe show them what you like in terms of massage, get out the massage oil, do that so that, you know, you, you help your partner understand this is, this is my setup. This is what I really like. I think people get so locked into a power struggle in sex. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to show you. I've asked you. I have shown you. I have told you. More than anything, people come back to me with, Lori, I've done all of that. But when they're starting to heal, they kind of have to have a willingness to go again and show again and try again uh, in order to help their partner understand who they are sexually. Exactly. And the hope is that you take the partner's different blueprint less personal because so often you take it as rejection like well you don't want to do a strip tease then you just don't want me no actually that just doesn't turn them on because they've learned a different way of being turned on right Mm -hmm. so i think when we can stretch ourselves to kind of take the other person's move a little less personal and then get excited about well what can i do that actually can make my partner have more success with my style Mm-hmm. Right. So then what about we go to the energetic? I mean, that's probably an area that both people might do a better job with. Like, how do you think about sex hours before sex? Yeah. How do you let that anticipation, that that playfulness, the little little texts being sent, the little I, songs that are going to remind think, you? I think texts are such a great way, right? I mean, these days with a phone, you can let your partner know what you're thinking about hours ahead of time. I mean, that would be a fun text to get at work. You know, great. They're thinking about me. (laughs) Exactly. That'd be an easy way to just try to play with that. Try to see, even if you have to send yourself a reminder, force yourself to send a text. What does that text do when you send it? Before you know, your partner responds back in a playful way and, and, and you're starting to like it. 
and yeah. it starts to become a new part of your routine, your repertoire. <laughs> I definitely think if you get a text like this, you need to respond as quickly as possible. Yeah, you know, all right. Well, that what about because that's you know that's vulnerability that the person your partner is putting out there. Yes. So when you ask your partner, how about doing this uh, blueprint questionnaire with me tonight? <laughs> you know, respond back to your partner, people. Yeah. Okay. No we, pressure. What <laughs> no about pressure. kink? Kink. What about kink? How are we gonna? You score high in the kink. Your partner's low on the kink. You're on two different planets sometimes. So mm. how do we, how do we stop bridging those conversations? I think it it's hard to have that conversation. Maybe you, you'll be told that you're you're a sex freak or or something. That that would be scary, right? Sometimes I I encourage people to just describe another scenario. You know, I saw this. I thought this was hot. Maybe it's just a shade less vulnerable than talking about your own fantasy. You know, I read this. That might be one way to introduce it to your partner that th this is a turn on for me. Exactly. To keep highlighting, there is no normal. There's so much shame in, attached to some of these moves. It's just some, some erotic energy gets tapped into through this doorway. That how do we help people just identify this is just a turn on? I mean, maybe it's part of my fantasy. It's got linked. I like to be spanked, right? Whatever it is, it's like, how do you have that conversation where even if the partner's so into it, you're, it's something you can share with each other instead of keeping secret. Because again, the more we keep parts of ourselves outside of our partner, the less there is to engage with sexually. I think that's so true. I love that you're saying that. It's like if we share more and more with our partner, right? The odds go up that we're more intimate, that we understand each other better. That sharing piece, even though it's hard to do and we're afraid of judgment, it can be what draws us closer and what helps us understand. And the partner who might not be into that, how do you show that, all right, maybe I don't want to be spanked, but you can talk about it out loud. And that's a way of me just allowing you to kind of feel like we're in this together. Even if the physical spike is not going to happen if we're using that for an example. I think that there should be a commitment to respect when you have this communication, this conversation. If you're going to do the quiz and talk about it, you know, kind of bring into it a sense that no matter what you say, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to turn my nose up at it. I want to know who you are. And I'm just going to accept that this is who you are. And you're giving me a gift by telling me that it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm obligated to do all those things or that I'm obligating you to come my way. But let's start by sharing what, you know, the inside world is like in our own eroticism. Beautiful. That acceptance and that permission is so key. And it's got to go both ways, right? For the partner who might not be into it to not be shamed like they're disappointed in their partner like it's okay to not be into it it's okay you want this and it's okay for me not to want this and how do both people meet each other in that space and it's a lifetime conversation i think you know how do we meet each other and how do we have differences and still please each other so nice a lifetime conversation who don't want that right thanks for listening keep it hot y'all Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. 
This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.